Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Welcome to your nightmares. <laughs> or Bad Movies Rock. Yeah. Same difference. Little column A, little column B. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. You're forgetting which podcast this is, Amber. We watch, um, oh, I can't tell you. I have to do my joke. Hold on. Are you ready for my joke? Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, hit me with it. Hey, Amber, what did we watch two movies ago? Red. And what did we watch last time? Red, too. And what did we watch this time? Dread. Yes. Yes, we did. It's not... It's not a... It's not Worth a it. Joke, though. It's not a... Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just... They sound really similar and have a lot yeah. of the same letters. Yeah, right? Red, red, dread. Worth it? Totally worth it. Especially two movies outside of our wheelhouse. <laughs> two <laughs> what we're supposed to do. We were not supposed to get our grubby little mm-hmm. fingers on, but we went there anyway. Yeah. I'd say it's for you, our beloved listeners, but it super wasn't. It was for my joke. It was for Megan's joke. And it was for me because <laughs> I wanted an excuse to watch Dread more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Megan had never seen either Dread or Red, and it was high time that she saw them. Yeah, it's true. And I didn't want to have to waste my precious time on doing double duty of watching movies for BMR and just watching movies for me. Yeah. We we actually tried to do something in between Red and Dread, Amber. We did. I tried to... Uh, <laughs> I, for some reason, I wasn't supportive of your super good joke. I don't understand why, but... And I bucked at the idea of doing another 60% movie, but... Mm-hmm. You know, we watched Safe House, yes. which, while enjoyable, just really didn't lend itself to the BMR treatment. No. It's it's like it's less than a 60% in the ratings, and I don't think it should be, but I it's too, like, it's too good and serious and, like, more, like, real drama-y than, like, wildness, so it's hard to... Like, exactly. really dig into and enjoy. And it's too bad at doing the real drama and seriousness for us to appreciate that aspect of right. it either. Like, it is a it is a firmly middle-of-the-road, you know, low-60s mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds being all dramatical opposite Denzel Washington being all dramatical yeah. and taut thrillery. It's just, it's mm-hmm. kind of, there's not enough substance to make it great. There's not enough zaniness to make it spectacular in our special BMR sparkle eyes. Yeah. So we just, we really couldn't, there were a couple of, of fun moments and mm-hmm. obviously, it, but it's, there's also that aspect of, okay, you know, Ryan Reynolds not being silly, fine. Yeah. I, he can do dramatic and I do enjoy it. I'm not going to ding that. But then you also have an underutilized Denzel Washington who maybe, maybe if I was watching this not post having watched the equalizer in the equalizer right. 2 i wouldn't be left sitting here thinking oh man he can do oh, that man. so good but he only did it like twice yeah. mostly and it, even like the his him getting inside ryan Reynolds' head that mm-hmm. was there just wasn't a lot of that either i like i feel like i remember more of him yeah. doing a little stinker tinker up in his brain pan no yeah it was just, <sighs> just too too much yeah. of a real movie too much of a real movie and not enough of a real movie. Yeah. yeah. So we wasted our time watching it together. And now we're wasting your time talking about how we're not going to talk about it. Exactly right. Favorite part, protest scene. Very beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, Denzel's trying to lose some dudes in a protest. Luckily there's a protest. Yep. Luckily there's a conveniently located protest in South Africa, I believe. I think that's where we were for most this, of the movie. I think this entire movie takes place in South Africa, which, mm-hmm. cool. And their protest signs was Uh something about we need good jobs. Yep. Where are the good jobs? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, we need jobs, good jobs. And then no money, dash, why? All in caps. (laughs) No money, why? It's very, yeah, it's just a delightful protest sign. Next protest I'm going to, that's going to be my, (laughs) that's going to be my sign. I feel like that's a universal, you know, complaint that we would all have. No money. Why? Well, I think you would also adapt it a little bit to like, um, you know, um, 
Dumb, I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no equality. Why? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no justice. Why? Uh, yeah. Anyway, good times. So we didn't watch Safe House. Well, we did watch Safe we House. Did. But we're, we're not, not going to ta- talk about it. Mm-mm. No, we're not, not going to talk about it. we've already done. Yeah. We've done enough with the, yeah. the Safe House. You can watch it on your own. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's good enough, but not good enough for this and also not bad enough for this. Moving mm-hmm. on, we watch Dread, which is also not bad enough for this, but sure. definitely good enough for this. Yes, if, absolutely. In, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, you so, do like it. Okay, it's hard to tell sometimes. Is it, Amber? Sometimes you're very quiet when we're watching movies. And I, I can't, <laughs> and I, I find myself in the position of not being able to remember if that's just how you are or if it means that you're tired or if it means that you're not into it. So I'm left mm. sort of feeling very insecure about, like, is it, oh. did you like it? I, I did. Okay, well, describe it um, very well and quickly. <laughs> Okay, this one I feel like I can do relatively quickly, at least, if Ooh. not well. Ooh, so you just challenged yourself. This will be interesting. All right, so you have Olivia Thrillby. She is a mutant psychic who failed her judge test, but because she's psychic, they want to give her an extra chance. And so Judge Dredd, the veteran judge, is going to uh, assess her during the day. All right, so then we go over to the drug lord known as Mama, who's played by Lena Headey, and she um, has these folks who were selling in her territory. So obviously, to teach everybody a lesson, she has her people skin them alive, then give them a drug called slow-mo, which reduces their perception of time to like 1% of normal, and then throw them down, I don't know, 200 stories of a building. So now we've got a triple homicide that the rookie decides, oh, that's that's the thing I want to investigate. So they go to this um, like mega building tower complex and investigate the triple homicide. But as they're doing this, they catch one of Mama's like kind of bigger time um, drug dealer people who knows kind of the infrastructure of her empire. Yep. And he's played by... He's played by Wood Harris. And you may recognize him from things like The Wire. Or Justified. Or Justified. Only a few episodes, though. So mostly The Wire. Yeah. So now that they've caught... um, I think his name is Kay in this movie. But anyway, after they... After they catch Kay, um, he knows too much. And so Mama locks down the building, like literally like closes these huge metal shutters and um, so that nobody can get in or out because she wants to um, kill the judges and make sure that Kay doesn't get away and tell the government about her big um, drug lordness. And we find out that she's the one who's like this big drug slow-mo. She's actually the one producing it in that building. And so it's not just like she's, there's all kinds of crimes going on. She's, she's a big time, Amber. She's big time. They stumbled onto a big old whale. Yeah. Somehow the rookie just, her psychic powers led her right there. Those are bad psychic powers. Yeah. Those are, you don't want. That was bad. Yeah. Gets them both shot. Yep. Gets a <laughs> bunch of people killed who are just so living in that building. Died. Yeah. yeah. Lena Hetty six the building on them. Everybody doesn't want to kill them. Go into your homes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all of my boys, kill them. Kill them yep. all. And if even if you're just caught um, helping them, I will kill you and the next generation of your family. That's a nice oh, way shit. to put it. I like that. That was... Yeah. Yeah, also super dispassionately is yeah that was delightful yeah yeah Yeah, she is i mean no um surprise there that cersei lannister can play a really good bad guy she's 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 quite she's quite good in this very very Mm -hmm. pretty violent she she consolidated the gangs and there were like six gangs in that building when she started and she Mm -hmm. just took them all down one by one yep we get an infographic of um she starts at the top and then they have the like a a picture of the mega building and then it just all 
slowly turns red from the top down and that's the like percentage of the building she owns <laughs> yeah really good infographic there she big time mm-hmm. mm. what did they say how many people were in this building Seventy-five thousand, i believe Seventy-five thousand. that's a that's a very big building her territory is not small nope yeah and we get also this other like if this movie didn't make you feel just kind of like this like existential dread and like sadness <laughs> dread um they end up saying they, they end up showing in these infographics like all the reported crimes and the red dots are murders and all across like this um you know inside the mega city is um it's just all red dots it's and they just end, all red dots yeah they end up saying that um they only can even respond to six percent of the crimes that they're getting calls about. So that's just, mm -hmm. that, and they get seventeen thousand calls a day. Yeah, it's that's <laughs> just like, and it's all murders. It's all how murders. Are, how are there still eighty million residents? Eight hundred million, I believe. Sorry, yes, eight hundred million. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um. Dread and the rookie getting getting mama. It's the whole whole story. Yep. And they and they do the end. The How's that for end. a summary? I I thought it was lovely. Did it in one. It certainly didn't take us half an hour to get the summary out. Mm hmm. We definitely did it quickly and efficiently. Yep. Efficiently. Mm hmm. Amber, um, I'm gonna tell you what Rotten Tomatoes gave this so that um, you can go ahead and uh, recover with Metacritic critic gave this and kind of give us our like borderline maybe we should watch this movie for our podcast numbers. oh yeah no we should not have watched this movie please please carry on so the critics in rotten tomatoes gave it 79 percent, and gave, the audience gave it 72 percent. yeah we have no business doing this movie metacritic nope. 60 for the critics 88 for the audience yeah the, um, and even with it, that 60 most of them were positive like the yeah. vast majority of the reviews were positive yeah this movie apparently got a little bit of a cult status going for it like at least that's what wikipedia says that um it it only barely maybe made its money back um in the box office but when it went to video it sold like hotcakes and people there was like a underground movement to get them to make a dread two. I, I was not aware of that. I, I yeah. definitely, I don't, I, this passed me by completely when it was in the theater. I had yeah. no idea it existed. I don't, I guess it might have been on Netflix or something. I definitely watched it on one of the streaming services. Sure. And then loved it mm -hmm. so much. Yep. I don't know what that says about me as a person. I guess I like violence and uh, pretty slow motion. Yeah, there is some violence in this movie, Ember. Yeah, very just loving gore frequently done because of course you have this drug slow-mo yeah so you have an excuse to make these very like and they, they also they so when you take the drug everything slows way down mm -hmm. but then it, the colors also become super vibrant Sparkles. and the air becomes sparkly yeah and it's just it one it makes you want to do drugs mm -hmm. um two it makes you question how bad can this drug really be yeah. And, and three, it gives them an excuse to have all of the gory violence that's happening happen in slow motion. Super slow-mo. Yeah, exactly. Like you right. can see the bullet slowly tear its way oh, into somebody's cheek and then blow out the other side. Like you, so many when, when a bullet hits like a man's bare torso, there's like uh -huh. a ripple effect in the flesh from the yep. impact. Like it's... yeah. Yeah. yeah, they um, Judge Dredd ends up blowing open um, the door to an apartment of bad guys, and there are a lot of shirtless bad guys. And you like the first scene is just like this ripple, ripple, ripple of a torso just being thrown back by the shockwave of the blast. Yeah, it's wild looking. It is super wild looking, and of course you do this because some dudes just showed up at the drug den and bought their slow-mo mm -hmm. and took their slow-mo. So, of course, you're seeing it from their slow-mo perspective. Obviously. It's just, oh, so many heads get blown up. We we mm -hmm. see just, it's a lot of violence. And and people, yeah. like, the critics were like, this is really well shot and this is, they use this well and it's, you know, good visuals and a lot of just loving violence, which, it, and it didn't feel like it went 
crazy over the top yeah. with the gore. Mm-hmm. There, there really wasn't a. Oh, I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't cross that line for me. Yeah, which again probably says more about me right. than it does about the movie. But hey, yeah, it was border. I mean, there was, there was this one. But like when I said that she had them skinned alive, the bed, the, the mm-hmm. other drug dealers. We don't see that. We just hear her say it. And I think you and I were both saying, oh, phew, they didn't show that. Yeah. But don't worry. They show it in flashback when the psychic lady reads this guy's mind. Great. Unfortunately, yeah. It's it's a quick flash. Oh, super quick. But don't but worry. But it is just it's enough upsetting. for you to be like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's meaty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, oh, so back to the critics. Mm-hmm. obviously we shouldn't have done this movie no nope. they liked it the audience really liked it mm-hmm. it's it's it shouldn't be any higher than that i think actually 60 is probably fine 79 might be a bit extreme it's it's a bit extreme for sure because there's not not a lot of depth here it is a fun no. movie to watch yes there's and not anything to this movie no and I, I like the fact that it wasn't just carl urban judge dreading i like that there was mm-hmm. a rookie and there was kind of an extra slightly sci-fi element with her mutant psychic ability which yep. also the visual on when she used her psychic ability there was like this high-pitched noise and everything started vibrating so that you'd know she yes. was using her magic powers you, you just knew yeah but it, it, it definitely it wasn't trying to tell a deeper story you just nope. have there's there's even you know the chief chief judge Talks mm-hmm. to Carl Urban. He's like, yeah, she she failed. And she was at best average in her judge schooliness. But, you know, we're losing the battle out there. And we want to mm-hmm. get the psychic on the streets if we can. Yep. Like, yeah, you are. Six percent. Six percent, man. Ooh, 17,000. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to help. And and, and and you have, you know, some Lena, Lena Hetty's character has a few judges in her pocket, which she is good. Yeah. She is a good businesswoman. Mm-hmm. she's so smart and the way she does things yeah but he one of them says that the city is just a meat grinder like people yeah. go in one end meat comes out the other and we just turn the handle <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. really true like yeah. it's really true you get they, that feeling yeah the judges show up and people die mm-hmm. bad people and not people committing crimes. I, I, I can't make a value judgment on whether or not they're sure. good or innocent. Yeah. But they're definitely not currently committing crimes. They're just mm-hmm. living their lives and they wind up dead because the judges have showed up. Yep. So, and a lot more people died in this building than would have if they had not chosen to take this particular call. Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, Lena Headey, as, as like disturbing as she was, she was like locking down, um, you know people who were trying to sell drugs on her territory and then like she'd stop like the 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 people the other like drug lords who were like fighting amongst each other in this one building who were causing chaos and now it just all belonged to her so she actually had a pretty good hold on like the violence in that building think about how much peripheral violence she shut down when she just consolidated a building of seventy five thousand people who used to be living under you know, five different gangs. Yeah. I She she must have kept that violence way the fuck down. Yep. I mean, props. Yeah. that's I, I feel like she's doing more work than they are. And she's giving them a fun brain candy drug to deal yeah. with their miserable lives. What they say when they were entering the building was like a 96% unemployment rate. Yeah. What the fuck else are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Although I, I suppose I wouldn't necessarily want to experience a terrible life slower, but hey, what, yeah. the colors were pretty. Maybe you get like a brownie, and then you take experience your drugs. that brownie really yeah. slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the one happy moment in your day feels like the whole day. Yeah, exactly. She is doing a public service, I guess. I mean, okay, Critics Corner, you're fine. We didn't yeah. belong in this movie anyway. Nope. You did your nope. job Sorry. well. We've yep. already moved on from you. Uh-huh. I think she's doing a public service. I, she's giving sad, hopeless people a mm-hmm. way to enjoy just seconds of their lives. Yeah. It's beautiful. And she's bringing violence down by consolidating who's in charge. Yeah. And we went to the drug lab at some point mm-hmm. and they got to listen to music while they were working. They were, they were music She's playing. making jobs. She's, she's employing jobs. people. She is, yes, she's allowing them to have music ventilation mm-hmm. they're using 
you know, proper equipment. Yeah, they had, they had, yeah. It was a very, like, it seemed like a pretty decent setup. Mm-hmm. Considering the surrounding environs. Yeah. Of yeah. hopelessness, despair, and decay. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I, I... Well, we've really come come up on the side of uh, drug lords today. Well... I, and you, you also have to kind of appreciate her resilience as a human being. She started life as a prostitute. You know, she's she was a sex worker whose pimp cut her face. And so, I, how did they just say it specifically? The, the medical examiner says that she feminized her pimp with her teeth. Yes. Yes. Which is not like, I mean, like not having a penis does it does not feminize feminize you but so that wasn't great that wasn't great but the idea was certainly she took his dick with her teeth yeah with one bite yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's there is a brief moment that shows like her with her she has a very large scar on her face from from the from the cutting Mm -hmm. it it shows her with the bleeding face wound so clearly this is in media res and she's just grinning and there's just blood all in her teeth and dripping out of her mouth yeah. And she looks so happy. It's actually the happiest you see her in the entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things about this movie is you've got Lena Headey as this, like, psychopath, like, unfeeling, like, like you say, this is the happiest we see her in the movie. Like, she's pretty mellow, like, disturbingly mellow for, like, everything she's doing, which is interesting. But then you also have... Um, Judge Dredd, and like he doesn't like this is straight from the comic books. He never takes off his helmet. You never see Carl Urban's face this entire mm-hmm. time. He is scowly McGee. He does oh. not smile. Mm. Um, like, I can't act- maintain that kind of scowl for five minutes. My face gets sore. Yeah, and he is downturned the whole time. Actively, yeah, actively. Oof. With and he says very little. You know, emotes very little. I, th- you know, and I. And then you got the rookie who's like trying to be stoic. And then you've got, I, I don't know, it just seems like there is a little bit in this movie of like, okay, everybody can't be super like detached and cool. Yeah, there's the, no one's reacting to anything more or less. And there's, yeah, the, you don't have any kind of emotional vibrancy because everybody's has to be tough. It's right. It's, it's like that scene in Red. When, you know, Bruce Willis is going to be super blasé about things and Carl Urban has to be mm-hmm. super blasé about things. But then you have Mary Louise Parker. Yep. Who's able to just kind of react and like, no, but you, you see that this is crazy, right? Yeah. It, it, no one's doing that in this, right. which is which is fine. And and honestly, if you live in a mega city, in a mega building with all mm-hmm. the mega crime. Yes. This probably is kind of, uh, fuck me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess it's Tuesday. Yeah. So bodies is dropping. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in uh, Space Jail when, um, I believe we said that Guy Ritchie? <laughs> no, that's not his name. <laughs> the fuck is his name? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce? Yes, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yes, Guy Ritchie in Space Prison. Continue. Uh huh. Um, he perfected like hero nonchalance. Like that's. I feel like everybody in this movie is nonchalance, and you need like those. You need those characters to emote near the people who are being, you know. And at least he, you know, had some sardonic joie de vivre oh for sure yes and these 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 folks there's no there's no de vivre no there's none there is no joie Mm -mm. it is just i am the law yes thank you amber yeah so one of the things that um kills so many people is that mama ends up trapping the judges in one like sector of the building and then she just uses like rotary cannon machine guns that have these bullets that go through the walls um and she just fires it at that whole section of the building like a whole like quarter of the floor just in ruins and all the innocent people that were there are dead because they don't know how to duck but anyway um and of course she misses actually killing the judges but and even though she took this radical course of action, mm-hmm. she tried to be surgical about it from the get-go. 
You know, she had dudes post up in the likely locations that the judges would go to. Those people failed. Like, she lost 30, 30 of her employees before she yeah. decided to exercise this, this messier option. Mm-hmm. So, again, she's trying to keep the body count down. She's trying to keep the innocent folks out of it. She already warned them to go into their homes. And, you know, this, honestly, they brought this on themselves. They, more than anything, the judges are responsible for this loss of life. I do really enjoy how just coming down harsh on the judges here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Life would be better. Of crime is nothing. You no, accomplish not. nothing. You show up and you kill folks and then other people die because you're killing folks. Mm-hmm. And what difference are you really making? Okay, so you remove Mama from the building and you take mm-hmm. Slow-Mo off the street. But yeah, it's those people back. still know how to make Slow-Mo. It's coming back. Yeah. And there used to be five gangs in that building. Probably going to happen again, only it's going to be fucking chaos before they settle out who has what territory and who has real strength. You know, they're going to have to pick up the pieces. It's just going to be a slaughter. Well, Amber, maybe it's only 6% um, because what they do once they say remove a drug kingpin like mama is they really take the time and effort to like rehabilitate the people who've been working for mama they they take the time to like restructure give people jobs you know make sure that they do do some job training make sure that people are understood that they're valued and respected so they only do six percent but that six percent they really really help i feel inclined to disbelieve that (laughs) considering then all of the judgments were either death or isocube. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's and true. And various, various lengths of time in the isocube for vagrancy yep. or selling drugs or, you know, it is yeah. isocube. I, I um, have a feeling that an isocube is not really a rehabilitative experience. We don't know that. Maybe it's, maybe it's GED and job trading. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I do my best work in isolation inside of a cube. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. Um, ju- the Judge Dredd managed to not murder some teenagers, so you know he was, um, you know, forgiving. I guess. I mean, yeah. which is odd because you know attempted murder of a judge is is death. He's, yeah. We've we've already learned this. Yes. I don't know why those teenagers got a pass, why they got stunned instead of shot. I think because seeing Judge Dredd just murderify some kids that look like they're 13 would be, it would be a lot to um, really push us to Lena Headey's side. I guess so, but... Um, you're already there. I mean, I'm already there. But I, I also just don't necessarily think that they explained why he decided to give them a pass. I guess because yep. they're they're younger. Yeah, they're younger, and they didn't actually shoot him, so they they shot at him. Oh, they did, didn't they? They straight yeah. up did. Yeah. No, those kids. You're right, Amber. Those kids deserve to die. Those kids I'm coming around. To die. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I'm, so, I'm with you. What did this movie teach us about the world? Mm-hmm. Well, once again, I have fictional theatrical proof that I don't want to survive an apocalypse because this looks like a nightmare. Yeah, this is not fun. There aren't even zombies in this particular no. scenario, and it just still looks just dreadful. I want nothing yeah. to do with this. Dreadful. Yes. Yes, Megan. Embrace the pun. <laughs> You're welcome, Michael. And... What did it teach me about myself? Mm-hmm. Good question. Good question. Apparently, I'm pro slow motion drugs. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be proven to me that they are actually bad for you before I determine if I'm just like, who the fuck cares if that's a big, massive drug operation? If people, for the most part, are just like going slow mo in the safety of their own slum home, who is that really hurting? You have not proven to me that this is like, this is a meth situation, Mm -hmm. you know, inspiring people. Nobody looked like they wanted to start stabbing folks or doing crime with the slow-mo in there. They they were mostly just sitting around watching shit happen slowly. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's just not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of seems like you're taking that person off of the crime path. Yeah, you make a very good point, Amber. And well, ha- so you, you do have that opening scene where Carl Urban is is doing his judge thing, chasing a, a van full of people who have slow-mo and one of them has taken slow-mo and maybe you shouldn't drive on slow-mo. And yes, they had guns and they were mm-hmm. driving erratically. But I just, like, I'm not, you, you really still haven't made a case. Like, they seemed like assholes. Yeah. That doesn't mean the drug is bad. Yeah. Good point, Ember. And in Good a city point. of complete lawlessness, the only safety you really have is a gang. The gang is always there for you. How long? Mama had been operating for a year, I think they said. Mm. And nobody had showed up. There were no judges that had come to that building, not in the nine months it took her to consolidate power with the other gangs, which involved a lot of murder. Mm-hmm. And not in the months since when she had, you know, assumed power and exerted her influence. They clearly don't really give a shit. So why no. do they give a shit about the drug? Yeah, I mean, you've made a lot of good points here, Amber. <laughs> I think I think the only reasonable thing is to become drug lords and invent slow marvel ourselves in the event that we survive an apocalypse oh so so what i'm saying is i've learned that one i don't really want to survive there's mm-hmm. yet more proof that that seems like shit if i do mm-hmm. accidentally mm-hmm. i'm probably going to be pro gang and mm-hmm. pro drug okay all right i think in the eventuality that that happens i'm with you i'm going to look for a strong female leader mm-hmm with a very practical vision mm-hmm. that emphasizes preservation of life, uh, a good kind of top-down structure. Her second-in-command was very, very good, well-chosen. Um, though I, I do feel she didn't have enough women in her organization. It was basically Agreed. just her. She was the only woman. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I think that's probably ultimately why they failed. Like, most of her underlings, like, her, her second-in-command, while a man, seemed pretty competent. Mm-hmm. But other Reasonable. than that, it was just, like, thugs with guns. And I guess she was working with the talent that she had, but... You're a woman. You understand that you have to look to other women to mm-hmm. really shore up the gaps in your organization. Those judges would have been dead in seconds if you had some female lieutenants. Yeah, it's true. It's <laughs> a good point, Amber. <laughs> yeah, and the the one female judge that she has in her pocket actually went to go get... Um, the rookie and she had a really good plan if the rookie hadn't been psychic and being able to psychically tell that um this judge was in lena hetty's pocket then yeah she would have murdered the rookie yeah it was a very simple plan is lena hetty's like how are you going to get the drop on her she's like if i see her first i shoot her if she sees me first she'll hesitate because she thinks i'm her friend and then Mm -hmm. i shoot her bing bang boom it's done yes Unfair playing field that the rookie has psychic powers. Whoopsie doodlebugs. She should have known to ask questions. Do her research. Know that this is a weird rookie. Although, how like, would she have known that? Like, is she psychic? That's a yeah, very just good ask opening that question. question. <laughs> <laughs> just hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. Am I hunting down a psychic? Because yeah. I've been burned before. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody at that point knew that she was psychic except for... Dread. Um, Dread and Wood, Dread. Wood Harrison, Harrison Harris, um, but they hadn't, he wasn't back yet. Ah, yes, Wood Harris, who, yeah. she makes pee himself. She, yeah. She goes into his brain to extract information and yeah. does such a number on him that he pees himself. Yep. Pretty great. It's pretty great. Because he's, you know, gross and rapey in his brain. Mm-hmm. I have to say, this is a movie where... I'm not necessarily excited to see people of color since most of the characters are criminals and gun fodder. Sure. And, you know, you have your two main characters are white people. And then Mm -hmm. you have have Wood Harris, who once again plays a drug dealer, Mm -hmm. which this actor can do so much more. And I, I know he's done so much more. But the three times I've seen him, he's a drug dealer. Yeah. So I'm glad that there are people of color in this movie. I'm a little sad that they're thugs and drug dealers, but yeah. then everybody is a thug and a drug dealer, so I don't know. Or I don't know. Or a drug lord or a um, judge that, I mean, essentially is a murdering person, but just with a badge is just fine. 
It was justified. It was everything is justified if you're a judge. Yes. <laughs> it's judgeified. Uh, oh dear. Um so yeah, so and then um Judge Dredd throws Mama um, you know, very fittingly through a window on slow mo to hit the bottom to like out uh, two hundred stories so that she dies like the first people in the movie died. Yep. Minus the skinning. Minus the skidding. He does give her slow-mo, though, which seemed really, like, petty. Yeah, it did seem like a petty move for old, old Dredd, who's yeah. been pretty even-keeled this entire mm-hmm. time. Maybe he was mad that his rookie got shot at the end there. Yeah. Maybe they just wanted a very cool scene with shattered glass and sparkles. Yeah, oh, that was it was lovely. As as you get the whole, the full slow-mo treatment as she's thrown through the window and falls. And then... Oh, yes, you do see her skull smoosh at the bottom yeah. of that 200-story fall. And you see the blood spread in an X pattern, just like Judge Dredd's face mask. Ah, oh, that face mask. There are some. They do make some lovely cinematographic choices. It's, at one point, he uses an incendiary round in his mm-hmm. magical voice-activated gun. Yep. And... Sets a bunch of people on fire, and then kind of that whole balcony area is on fire, and then it goes back to his judge face, and like the flames are playing in the dark sunglasses of the visor uh-huh. that never doesn't cover the top half of his face. Yeah, very cinematic, beautiful, uh, and it's, it's it's very good in terms of ridiculous lines. You you of course have the requisite "I am the law." Then he says some. Carl Urban has some just odd odd lines Mm -hmm. there's a lot of you know single words all kind of growled but there's at one point he rolls a stun grenade into a group of guys and says to his partner let's give him the good news what what huh (laughs) and after he throws lena hetty through the window and you see her slowly slowly drop and her face smush you just it cuts back to him in the window and he just says yeah yeah, there's like a what? He, he gives a subtle nod, like job well done, and then yeah. Oh, guess you, huh? Proud of yourself? I don't know what you got happening. the last word. I guess that's better than justice. That would have mm-hmm. been, or maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, the general general conceit of the movie is she wants to do good because she grew up in a place just like this crazy building. Mm-hmm. There's and good people there. There's, there. there's good people there amidst the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, she believes she fails her assessment because we we are told at the very beginning that there are three ways to automatically fail. Right. And one of them is to have your weapon taken from you. Mm-hmm. And she and, does. Yeah. She gets she gets taken by Wood Harris, who gets himself out of his handcuffs and snags her. If you're a psychic and you don't know somebody's creeping up yeah, on you, on. especially we've been dragging them around a mega building this whole time. Come on. Yep. Come on. Come on. And then he's he's about to execute her with her own gun. And uh, it blows up because, you know. They, they hacked guns. They hacked guns. And then she just drop kicks him. Yeah. In the Pretty face. Yep. It's a, I'm feeling her. In this, mm-hmm. especially, she's fine, and because it, it's it's really hard to do much of anything with these characters because they're not doing much of anything; they're very stoic. Sure. But she she has some good good scenes in the end where she's just working her way through systematically through people, yeah, uh, very competently. Good music starts to play. Good music, yeah. They they use the music very effectively. <laughs> very good, ridiculous action movie music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ember. On the rock scale, okay. R for regrettable, O for outstanding, C for craze balls, and K for K. How would you rate this movie? It's craze balls. It's obviously craze balls. Most things we watch are craze balls. Thank goodness for the rock scale to help us explain that most of the things we watch are craze balls. All right. It's full of vim and vigor, Amber. Generally speaking, yes. What do you think of this movie, Megan? Well, Amber, I was going to do my podcast within a podcast called Amber Got It Right. <laughs> but now I feel like maybe you don't deserve it. No, I do. I don't. But I want it. <laughs> Again. Um, yeah, you recommended this movie and guess what? It's Curry's Balls. It's, it's delightful. It's 95 minutes long. They know how to keep it short, which is delightful. Um yeah, it's 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 
it's bloody and upsetting at times, but like not. When has that ever bothered you? Yeah, not like gratuitous. So mildly gratuitous. Anyway, um, yeah, it's great. It's it's delightfully, ridiculously, stoically fun. Uh, so much grimacing his face mm-hmm. must have hurt so badly oh, man apparently he um refused even during um when they weren't filming to take his um, helmet off oh. and he refused to smile on set and apparently somebody made like a really funny joke on set one time and everybody's laughing um but carl urban was there and he just gave them the judge dread stare and then the person who made the joke ended up apologizing to Carl Urban. (laughs) (laughs) He method acted Judge Dredd. Apparently. And he broke a person. Yeah. Respect Carl Urban. Apparently. Yeah, Um, I I I, yeah, I like this movie. It's ridiculous and stupid, but and it leans into it, but does it effectively mm-hmm. like it it uses it, it makes it's a good action movie yeah agreed um amber we have some retconning to do oh and by we you mean uh us the podcast bmr nope nope, nope, nope bmr nope. incorporated no, you know no, all of yeah. us as a team okay well let's let's be clear then whose words have to be corrected I mean, I guess mine. If so you wanna... it's things that you yourself specifically said mm-hmm. that I did not say. And in some ways that I tried to get you to not say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're going to stick with the whole we have some retconning to do? Us made some mistakes. What can I say? Carry on. Um. So it was pointed out in a text from Michael um, who very politely and very nicely told us that a we'd messed up the name of his podcast, um, which is now fixed in the summary. What you're talking about, Willis, um, and um, the quote about Bruce Willis and my brother is actually the older Bruce Willis gets, the more he looks like Dan. Thank goodness we. Mm-hmm. Have corrected our mistakes. Yep. I just, I'm glad we're both taking responsibility here. Yeah, no, I'm definitely taking the full weight of the responsibility that I particularly bear for these mm-hmm. two egregious errors. Great. I also got a text from Erica today saying the same thing. I I was um, very much um, in trouble from uh, friends and family. So, oops a doodle. You know, they never call us to say we did a good job, but they're definitely all over us the second <laughs> we make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monsters. It, it, I did mess up the line. What can I say? That's true. And you did me- mess up the fake name of the fake podcast that doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, such a good podcast. Listen, um, it comes out every Thursday. Yep. The next one is June December 15th. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> well, Megan, it's yes, that Amber. time. Mm-hmm. Do an happy story. Okay. Um, this is one that happened about a year ago because um, Erica sent me the video again because uh, it popped up on her time hop. Um, so at some point, um, Dan was trying to convince me to come down for a weekend um, and hang out. And he sent me a video of um, Abby very, very seriously um, looking at me in the in the camera and saying, miss you, Maggie. And just like he he'd coached her to say it very, very solemnly, like, miss you, Maggie. And then she totally breaks character and like puts her hand out for the his phone and says, hold it. Because, you know, she was two <laughs> at the time and she just wants to hold his phone. <laughs> So the whole thing is, miss you, Maggie. Hold it. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> Psych. Give me that phone. Exactly. Uh, adorables. That's excellent emotional blackmail. Mm-hmm. Yes, it worked. I went down that weekend. You sucker. 
I am. What can I say? It's a cute-ass baby. Yep. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Ooh, yeah, no, not at all. Okay, great. Didn't even Perfect. think about one. Okay. Like, it didn't... I completely forgot to even begin to think about having a recommendation. You do know that's a, something we do every week. I do. I do know that, Megan. I do. Yeah. It's like and 35 I, times now. No, I know. I know. And I just completely mm-hmm. forgot. Sure. All right. Let me put some thought into this. I do have a recommendation, Megan. Lovely. And it's it's a little... It's, it's broad, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was I was talking to my brother yesterday about he he reminded me of an author that he used to read when he was a kid, like you know pre 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 high school reading, and it led to a conversation about you know what I used to read when mm-hmm. I was in elementary school, and it just reminded me of a couple authors that I was just completely in love with as a kid, and so I'm going to a recommend that. You remember some of those authors that, that tickled your fancy back in the day. Yes, delightful. Just just think, hearken back to those halcyon days when you had yeah. so many fewer cares and yet so much more angst. Mm-hmm. And the ways that you escaped that. I was a fantasy nerd. Um, but not. I, I read weird authors that I, I have yet to find other people who read. It's not that they weren't well known, I don't think. I just, I don't know. It's not like I was reading Pratchett and Yolen. I was mm-hmm. reading Patricia C. Reed and Diana Wynne Jones, and uh, still fantasy nerd stuff. But I just haven't met anybody else who read them yet. And I know they exist. I know they're out there because uh, when TJ looked up Diana Wynne Jones the other day, he said that she's cited as inspiration for like a bunch, like by a bunch of different fantasy authors, uh, including J.K. Rowling, and um, also like, like Neil Gaiman and stuff. So yeah, delightful. I, I look up if you have like. Especially young, younger kids. I, I recommend looking Diane Wynne Jones and Patricia C. Reed. She uh, had a whole enchanted Patricia C. Reed's Enchanted Forest Chronicles or something. It was mm-hmm. like my jam when I was in elementary school. Uh, fell in love with dealing with dragons because it's like a princess who rejects the whole being a princess thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I don't, I want to fight and cook, and I, I don't really want to marry a prince. Oh, God, fuck this noise. I'm going to go get captured by a dragon because that seems like way more fun than this bullshit. Yeah. And then when princes come to rescue her, she turns them away. Excellent. Sends them to other princesses who've been captured by dragons. Excellent. Is she a friend with the dragon? Yeah, yeah. She like, she's, she's, the dragon's like, the, the other dragons don't want her. And, but then she's like, I can cook and I can, you know, read Latin. And this dragon's like, hey. I actually really like Cherry's Jubilee, and my library definitely needs to be attended to. You sound super useful. Let's <laughs> mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And then that dragon is Lady Dragon, and she winds up becoming the King of Dragons. It's delightful. Good. I don't know. That's delightful, I, Amber. I love Patricia. She reads Dealing with Dragons. Back in the day, I was we had a project in elementary school, in like fifth grade or something, where you're supposed to write to an author as part of, you know, a lesson on I don't know writing a letter. And mm-hmm. I wrote to yeah. her, and she wrote me back, and it was delightful. That's awesome. So yeah, Patricia C. Reed and the Enchanted Forest series, and then Diana Wynne Jones has like a whole bunch of series and books and stuff, and I'm, the ones that I've read, they're all great. Um, the Crestomancy series, and there was one called like Dog's Body that was trippy. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, think about your childhood favorite authors, revisit them, yeah. or encourage other people to revisit them. Who are more of that age. I don't know. Do whatever you want. But I was recently going down memory lane and thinking very fondly about these authors. Good work, Amber. You're welcome. So, Amber, um, to match your kind of heartfelt, you know, child um, nostalgia, heartfelt um, uh, recommendation, I would like to match it by saying um, my recommendation this week is Pastoroni. Um, same, it's by the same people who make rice aroni, um, except this is pasta and you cook it and you cook it, it goes like five or six minutes. Um, the, um, Alfredo one is delightful. And so is, um, the angel hair pasta one. They have a whole bunch of them now. Um, and they're, they're, they're pretty much all delightful. And, um, it's just a really easy and delicious, um, 
dinner. You can throw some, some spinach in there, throw some chicken sausage, just some veggies or whatever. Anyway, it's been my go-to, like, I should eat something slash, um, I'm don't have a lot at home and then I can just make that easy peasy and it's it's eerie how similar these recommendations are mm-hmm. yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so delicious pasta roni yep and delicious comforting childhood authors mm-hmm. and so now I'm gonna close it out like I always oh, do no by no. saying no no, Amber? I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Yep. That's this is great. I love this part. Amber, be a rock, not a pebble. What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like you've been uh, very uh chill about the last few. <laughs> now you're just fucking mad at me. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to let that go. <laughs> My sanguine a plum. Uh-huh. I've tried. I have tried to deal with your nonsense. I will not be a rock or a pebble. No- be a rock. No, no, be a rock, not a pebble, Amber. I don't want to be either. No, be a rock, not a pebble. I hate this. You bye, are Amber. a monster. Yes, bye, Amber. Bye, Megan. Rock, not a pebble. <laughs>